right um life update went to book club we had bookmas that was very fun um we did dirty santa and we each got oh man what i brought you something from bookmas and i forgot it at the house what what do you mean um the girl who hosts our book other book club Alyssa, her mom made homemade bookmarks and I snagged you one. Oh, thank you. And I forgot to bring it up here, so okay. I'm gonna tell you later. Um, so we got some goodie bags with stickers and um, homemade bookmarks and some candy in them, and we got little bags that said "Booked Up Book Club" on them. So those are cute little pouches. Um, the stickers we came with it. The pouch had stickers in it, and then she had packs of stickers to pass around, and you could pick as many as you wanted. And there were two packs that I picked the most from. One was a Sarah J. Moss pack, and I got several stickers. The other one was a Gilmore Girls pack. Oh. <laughs> and I took several. Um, so that was fun. My Dirty Santa gift was Credence by Penelope Douglas. And so the girl who brought it, she's the one who's been giving me all the dark romance recommendations. And she told me afterwards, she said, I was really hoping that would go to somebody who who would appreciate it. So I'm glad you got it. So, because I know you'll appreciate it. So, um, they did do a giveaway and Emily won the, um, special editions of fourth wing and iron flame the like red <gasps> special edition Ooh. and the blacked pages of iron flame wow. she goes i'm so excited now i can give carmen's back because <laughs> she has mine um she finished with it no oh <laughs> but they have some they had some really cool giveaways like it was awesome and the dirty santa gifts were top notch so good job everybody um yeah so there's that. Uh, watched some Christmas movies this week. So I got to watch Annie. I always watch Annie. Makes me cry every time. Um, I also did watch Barbie finally. And that movie was amazing. Oh, is it really good? I really want to watch it. It was really good. It was on HBO Max. And I was downstairs watching Annie. And I looked and I was like, oh, it's finally on there. Because they've been saying it was coming soon. And so... I decided what the heck and went ahead and watched it and I cried. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people a lot of people have heard of watched that and they come out of the theater just bawling their eyes out. It was emotional. The sad thing about it is Cassidy and I were talking about it. So when it was out, everyone was saying, like, you need to take your boyfriends and your husbands and, you know, whoever that's male in your life to go see it because it's important. And after I got done, I completely agree with that. But one thing I would add to that is after they come out of that theater and they're looking at you like, dang, you know, it's rough for women. You need to look at them and say, yes, this movie doesn't even encapsulate the half of it. So thank you. Because this movie was filmed before like all the abortion stuff came out, I'm pretty sure. So like none of that's in there. Yes. And so there's just so much more like it. He really, like, didn't even cover the half of it. And that's not, like, a negative thing on the movie. I'm just saying, like, if you think it's bad after you watch that, like, live with it for a while, then let me know. <laughs> um, we had Christmas yesterday. We're filming this the day after Christmas. So, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <sighs> My days are yes. mixed up because I'm off today. Um, so we did Christmas with the fam. Opened all my gifty gifts. Um, 
a tiny Christmas haul. I won't go into too much detail, but um, I did get Legally Blonde, uh, the book, because I'm a huge fan of the movie, and I didn't realize that there was a book first, so I'd put it on my wish list, and mom got me that, and then she got me some clothes, I got some new pajama sets, some new bed sheets, and um, she did get me a Harry Potter desk mat, it just hasn't come in yet. And then dad got me a Barnes & Noble gift card. And I got some goodies from Cassidy and the kids. And Mimi got me that purse. And I feel like that covers the general sense yeah. of it. Like I said, not going to go into too much detail. But I got some goodies. Um, I did get the Daisy Jones and the Six vinyl record, which I'm very excited about. Um, but that's about it. It was a quality holiday. There goes my parents flying up the hill. Um, but yeah. Alrighty. So my update, um, probably one of the bigger ones is uh, just recently on December 21st, I went and had hip surgery. <laughs> at For those who are brand new listening, I've been dealing with an injury for about almost over a year and I went and had hip repair surgery to fix that issue and I am very happy to report that it was a success so I managed to get home first couple nights were a little rough but I'm trucking especially with these stupid crutches I hate them I can still walk with them but it's just very annoying um and like I said I managed to spend Christmas with my family and just some little run through of stuff um got some new clothes which i love um got a barnes and noble gift card and i won an ulta gift card um because i found the pickle in the tree oh yeah i did win a starbucks gift card because i found the pickle in our grandmother's tree so for those of you who may or may not be may be confused by this we have started a tradition where we went into the epcot we went to the Germany Pavilion in Epcot, and they have these little ornaments that are pickles. And there's a tradition where you hide the pickle in the tree, and whoever finds it gets gets an extra gift. And so we started doing that where whoever finds the pickle gets a gift card. So last year, I found the pickle and got a Target gift card. And this year, I found it again <laughs> and won an Ulta gift card. And Carmen found the one at Mimi's, although it took her almost 25 minutes to... And I was staring Find right it. at it. And you were staring time. right at it. <laughs> and you want a Starbucks gift card? Yeah. Yes. Which so. works out perfect because I go to Starbucks every workday morning. Yeah. Mom that told is me. my little tradition with myself. Mom told me it was a Starbucks gift card. I said, oh, well, then that's fair for all. That's equal for all three of us because we would all three use it. So, yeah, I did get that. Got a Barnes & Noble gift card. So, me and Carmen are definitely going to be going shopping soon. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, like... I'm not even joking. I stop at Starbucks every single morning on my way to work to get my coffee. So that just saves me $25, which is fabulous. Yep. When you're saving for a house, you take anything you can get. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as some highlights, um, I one of my biggest, most excited things is I got a record player, which I'm so excited for. I've talked about wanting one for months and they got me two vinyls. They're, both of them were Taylor Swift, which my parents know me very well. They got me Folklore and they got me 1989, Taylor's version. So I'm really excited about those. Um, 
I got an Apple Watch, which I've loving so far. I never thought I would love an Apple Watch or would wear one, but now I'm obsessed with it. Um, I got the Throne of Glass hardcover box set with the brand new covers. So, really excited about those. Um, I got a purse or a guitar bag for Mimi. We all, me, Carmen, and Carly, all three got one, just different colors. They're really, really pretty. And, yeah, I got some goodies. I got some a Stanley, <laughs> which was very surprised with. But, um, yeah, I think that about covers it. So... Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome back to Family Fiction with Hallie and Carmen. And today we are going to be doing our end of the year book tag. So I think we've done a book tag before. Uh have we? I think so. If we did, I think we did it as like a game game maybe we may have done i think we've done one before i just don't remember when we did it i think it was more towards the beginning (gasps) no i think we did one mid-year yeah we did a mid-year book tag there it was and so thank you and so we are going to and so to kind of end off the year well yes end off the year we're going to be doing an end of the year book tag with books that we have read this year yeah and we'll still have like our december wrap-up is next week um Mm -hmm. so still come back for that yeah just to see what we read in the december but this is kind of to encapsulate everything we've read in the year so instead of doing like a this is what we read this year we're gonna do a end of year book tag almost like a highlight reel (laughs) if you've been around the book community for a while you might remember that people used to do this on booktube all the time i watched those religiously People used to do the mid-year book tags and the end-of-year book tags and Booktober and Bookmas and everything. So, this is kind of something that, like, I guess we've brought from the past, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, But, yeah. Before we get into that, uh, Carmen, what two books are you currently reading? Well, um, I... I'm listening to the audiobook of Love and Friendship by Jane Austen. I'll be done with it tomorrow because I'm going to listen to it at work and I only have two hours left in it. So it'll be done. Um, and then physical book, I'm reading The Empty Grave by Jonathan Stroud. And it is the last book in the Lockwood and Company series. And I'm very, very depressed that it's ending. I am forever saddened by the loss of the show. And I'm very, very upset that this is the last book in the series. Um, the cover, though, says that it's from the best-selling author of another book that he's written. So I think I might try to pick up some of his other books. Um, but yeah, I kind of like if if he wants to write more about, you know, those characters, I'll take it. Um, I would even take something from George's point of view because I love George. But... Um, yeah, reading that. I'm about halfway through it, so that'll probably be done tomorrow, too. <laughs> um, in terms of my currently reading, so not started it yet, but I will start it tonight, and that is Mockingjay by Suzanne Collins. I am burning through these Hunger Games books. 
as you should and well it's they're not that they're not that big so it's really and not to mention the story is really good so it's really no issue burning through these books and i've really really loved this series and coming back to this world and i cannot wait to see well i know how it ends but (laughs) i can't wait to read it um and then sometime soon i will hopefully jump into the ballad of songbirds and snakes which i am ready for (laughs) well and actually i didn't even mention like that hit amazon prime this weekend and i did watch it the other day and i liked being able to watch it from the comfort of my own home as i yelled at the tv yeah it's great i hate him she said the words she said in the group chat she goes multiple times fingers were thrown at the screen (laughs) no uh, no, i said i would like to throat punch him consecutively (laughs) yes like to the point where at some point my fist just goes through his throat (laughs) because i hate him so much oh yeah we were yesterday me and mom were sitting in the couch and catching fire was playing on the tv and she's just asking all these questions and it gets to snow and there's multiple times where he shows up on the screen and i'm going blah as well as there were multiple times when gail showed up on the screen me going blah go away (laughs) i don't like him no but yeah uh that's it so without further ado let's get into our end of the year book tag yes so the first topic that we have is the best book that we read this year um and we both actually have the same pick and that is fourth wing by rebecca yaros for me um i picked this book as the best book i read this year because while i read some absolutely amazing books this year I think this is the first book in a very long time that I've been genuinely obsessed with. Like, honestly, since I read Sarah J. Moss books, because I didn't read any new Sarah J. Moss books this year. I read all Sarah J. Moss last year. So for me, this was something that kind of brought back the fantasy world for me a little bit. And I will say it salvaged the reading slump I was in at the time. Um, Because if you recall, if you've been around for a while, there were two months this year where I only read one book each month. And I was hitting a major slump. I just was not reading anything that was worth anything. Everyone was raving about this book. I hadn't picked it up yet because you couldn't find it anywhere. I finally decided to order it. And the minute I started reading it, I got sucked in. I read it in like two days. I was up till like one o'clock in the morning the second day reading it and yeah it's just the first book in a long time that I've read that I was genuinely obsessed with yes and so like I said we or like she said we both have the same answer and so mine was also fourth wing by Rebecca Yaros um I had heard this book dominated book talk for quite a few months before I picked it up and read it and I immediately understood the hype for it. Um, I think it is definitely, if you want to get into reading or get back into reading and get into the fantasy genre, I think Fourth Wing is a good place to start because it's, I think it's catered more towards people who are trying to get into fantasy and all that stuff. It's, 
it's a really, really good book. I could not put it down. And it kind of sort of reignited my passion for reading because I think after I read that book, I was blowing through books like crazy. It was, yeah. I would say it's definitely in my top three of best books I've read this year. Probably number one. Well, it should be since you claimed it as the best (laughs) book you read this year. Jeez. Listen, I've not gotten a lot of sleep. Apparently. (laughs) That was funny. Um, Yeah. On my book bracket for this year, for like, out of all the books I read this year, it did go as my number one, which will be posted in my story soon, but I'm trying to wrap up some books first. Um, Okay. The next category we have is the worst book we read this year, and this one was an easy pick for me because it's the only book that I genuinely like DNF'd did not like it it was not for me um and that is Holiday Star by Dr. Melissa Diamond and I felt really bad because I got this as an arc read and I was all prepared to love it based off the synopsis I was all prepared to love it um but it just I don't know. It didn't hit. I think it would be somebody's favorite book, but it was not mine. Um, It honestly just had a lot of like those cheesy tropes, those Hallmark tropes that I don't like. I like some tension. I like realistic things going on. And this just didn't serve that purpose for me. And what attracted me to this is that it felt like the Disney movie Starstruck But it felt like it was going to be that with smut. And it just didn't hit. Like the tension wasn't there for me. Like I said it was just. The tropes that were used are not my favorite tropes. And so that's a lot of the issue that I had with it too. Now that being said. If those tropes were your favorite tropes. Then you would probably love that book. So it just wasn't for me. Um, It's the only book I genuinely DNF'd this year. So it was kind of easy to put in this category. (laughs) Yes, so I originally, my first original pick for worst book, but then I changed it because now I just now thought of it, um, and my worst book was Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Now, before you people jump all over me, because I put a V.E. Schwab book in here, just to benote, I read A Darker Shade of Magic by her and loved it, so, <laughs> um, this was, I think this was the only book that I DNF'd this year. Um, it's not like, I think what my issue was with it is that it was so slow. Like, I barely made it past, like, the first few chapters because it was very slow. And the writing was not bad at all. I really like her style of writing, but I think the plot was just moving way too slow for me and it could not keep my attention. It's one of those books where it's like the concept sounds really cool. But it almost like it wasn't executed very well. And that's what was going on with this book. And it made me really sad. Because the cover's really pretty. <laughs> it's very de- it's very deceptive. Um, but yeah, I... Yeah, it just... It wasn't for me. It's like The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue wasn't for you. Oy. And that's a very popular book. <laughs> that book was awful. <laughs> um... Speaking of, I can't officially give a review on that now because I have watched the Age of the Age of Adeline, and that book's a rip off, man. Is it? Me and Carly saw it on Netflix. And we were like, I said, I mean, I really want to watch that. 
So that was a good movie, and I can officially say, like, the book, yes, it added some supernatural elements in there, but let's be honest. When you use a name that's very similar and the concept of the book is very similar, I don't know, I didn't bob, I didn't job. Yeah. So that was my, yeah, so Gallant was my pick for worst book. All right, next category, um, <laughs> book that made us cry. Okay. <laughs> so I, again, picked Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. <laughs> Now, there were some books this year that had me tearing up out of nostalgia or sadness or anger or whatever it may be. Sometimes with Lockwood and Company books, fear, but, you know, um, I digress. Uh, This was the only book that, like, the the tears were a-flowing. I was sobbing my little eyes out. There is a water ring on the page in question of where it happened. And, like, I genuinely was heartbroken in this book. And I have not felt that way. I even said in my review, I have not cried like this while reading a book probably since I read The Hunger Games. It's been that long since I genuinely sobbed over a character. And so that, to me, just says something. And that is another reason why I put it as my favorite book for this year. Is that, like, it's the first book in forever that's made me genuinely feel something. Um, so, yeah. It made me sob like a little baby. It was not good. Yes. As for my pick, I went with Lightbringer by Claire Legrand. It is the third and final book in the Imperium Trilogy. There were multiple emotions that went on through this book. There were lots of tears, lots of panic, lots of nausea. (laughs) But um, I will say, though, uh, it was kind of a very bittersweet cry because I was very sad that the trilogy was ending because I had grown attached to this series. But I was also crying out of joy because my characters got their happy ending. So it's, it's definitely a bipolar situation. (laughs) Um, but yeah, fourth wing was, was probably my second choice. I bawled like a baby when a certain scene happened. Um, but yeah, there were multiple, there's been, there's been quite a few books that have made me cry and Lightbringer was up there. Like I literally closed the book and just started bawling. I was like, great. (laughs) I'm unwell. But yeah, go read, go read Fairyborn. (laughs) It's very good. It's on my shelf. Yes, it is very good. All right. Uh, Next category that we have is book that made us laugh. This one was an easy pick for me. I love your choice. I I had to go with The Forbidden Fate by Caven Hearning because the character that she has in there, I believe his name is Torrent. It's been a minute. Um, he is literally, if you watch Caven Hearning on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, then you know that she does a lot of Akatar and Sarah J. Moss Universe videos, mostly Akatar. And her version of Cassian is the like widely accepted it's the canon cassian that we all accept and know and honestly her character torin is her version of cassian 
just renamed basically he's so funny um there were several moments I was just laughing my little butt off because it I could just hear Caven's like voice behind the characters and her videos are so funny and so I just knew that she would write a fun book um so that one I loved that book and yeah that's the one that like genuinely had me cackling several times awesome so mine is it's gonna be the lightning thief by rick riordan um the reason i put this there is i genuinely forgot how funny percy jackson is how sarcastic he is there's multiple times where he threat where he is threatening in his mind to kill his teachers (laughs) because they're just awful human beings and there were several moments where he's saying stuff or like smarting off people and I'm like the fact you can get away with saying half that stuff and you're what 12 <laughs> it kills me um but yeah this was kind of a hard category for me because there's not a lot of time there weren't really a lot of but- butterflies <laughs> there weren't a lot of books that made me genuinely laugh and so lightning thief is definitely up there so the next category we have (laughs) is books that made me angry and i once again put holiday star um because there wasn't a lot of books that made me angry this year that one did just because like like i said the tropes weren't for me and i had so like such high hopes for this book and so for it to just flop for me was really kind of angering and i was just like screaming at the main character because she's doing a lot of things that you're like okay you're 20 something years old I'm gonna need you to grow up a little bit like that was another girl that I read it with that was her main complaint out of it too is that the male the female main character was like constantly afraid of like her mother finding out that she's dating this guy and like all this stuff about like she's afraid she's gonna get in trouble with her mother for all this stuff and I'm like okay you're well into your 20s I think maybe even close to 30s you're a doctor you live on your own in a different state you're an adult what are we doing (laughs) so yeah that was the part that made me angry with it so my pick is The Haunting by Natasha Preston now Natasha Preston makes us all angry let's be clear now if you listen to oh gosh I don't know if it was my October wrap-up or November I think it was November you will probably know that I did not like this book for several different reasons number one is because of the ending I don't know what it is with Natasha Preston and writing all of her books with these massive cliffhangers to just tick us off and believe me this one ticked me off the most because the cliffhanger ends in a mid- action sequence that drove me crazy like it wouldn't have killed her to just maybe write one more chapter to explain the fallout of the situation but whatever and also to make it even more annoying is this book is very much a ripoff of scream so of the scream movies so if you want to know what I'm talking about, go watch Scream, then go read this book and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. It is literally like verbatim almost. And yeah, this book has made me never want to pick up another one of her books again. And I literally have three on my shelf. It's so bad. Yeah. I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with Natasha. 
I love her books. They're so good. But the endings do make you just want to, like, scream and, and rip your hair out. Throw the book across the room. I genuinely almost threw that haunting across the living room. I think I threw the lost. Oh, yay. Because that one ended with such a plot twist. I was like, Natasha, girl, you can't be doing this. What did you rate that book? <laughs> what did I rate that book? Yeah. I can give it a four. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think... Yeah, the haunting was great. Like, I was hooked, like, from the get-go. But that ending... <laughs> It just killed the book for me. Somebody got a book by her for Dirty Santa. Oh, did you tell them I bid you good I don't know which one it was. I think it was The Lake. And I was sitting next to another... uh, Ashland... Well, you haven't been there. Um, I was sitting next to another lady that goes to our book club. And she goes, have you read that author? I said, yes. But she always ends it with major cliffhangers and there is no sequel. And she goes, okay, good to know. I won't be reading her books. (laughs) so that's funny yeah because mom read my mother read the twin and i think carly read the seller and so i read the seller mom hated the twin and she started another one that's up there called you will be mine and i think i may try that one out maybe but there's another one that she's got that's called the fear and that sounds really interesting Mm -hmm. but i just i don't know if i can put myself through that again with the endings <laughs> she writes really well like, yes they're she, such enticing mysteries but, but they don't the ending have endings kills it <laughs> like i would have endings. given that book i would have given the haunting a five if it weren't for the ending probably I think that's why i gave the lost a four because the ending just took points off i'm like really <laughs> the lost was crazy the lost had like escape room vibes and i just it was so good the ending and just like i was like Are you kidding me Mm. yes but i've also read too many dark romances that now i'm like reflecting on the ending of the lost and i'm like oh i kind of like the way that (laughs) if you know you know (laughs) okay moving on (laughs) our next category is going to be best fictional character so this was an easy pick for me i actually changed mine (laughs) if you'll notice no i Honestly, I never even read your answers till today. So, okay. your answers are a surprise for me. Okay. Um, mine was such an easy pick because I have been absolutely devouring the series. I've loved it. The character is such a dynamic character, and it's Lucy Carlyle from the Lockwood and Company series. She's so good. She is the main character. It's all first person POV in her perspective, and. She's just so relatable because some of the stuff she does and says, I'm like, freaking same, Lucy. Same, girl. Because, like, basically in this book series, they're hunting ghosts. And sometimes she's like, maybe we don't go that direction. Or she starts to get, like, the shakes because she's terrified. And I'm like, me too. (laughs) I'm just reading it. And I'm also terrified. Um, But... She's so funny and sarcastic and just, like, she reminds me of Katniss Everdeen in, like, the sarcasm and attitude. Her and Catching Fire. <laughs> Literally. So, I think that's why I've taken to her so much is she is a lot like Katniss Everdeen without the, you know, survival and bow and arrow and their circumstances. But... Yeah, I just think she's really relatable. She's had a really good character arc throughout the series because I'm on the last book. And some of the stuff she does now, like when they go on cases and stuff, I 
kind of start to reflect the other night I was starting to reflect on like how she acted towards cases in the first book and I'm like look at her growth because in the first book she was like really terrified everywhere they went and now in the last book she's like let's get this done <laughs> so just the character growth has been amazing to read um but yeah easy pick for me so mine actually has switched to a character that I just recently finished reading about I love this because you used to hate her yeah, and that is Nesta Archeron She grows on Court of Silver Flames. So it's like Carmen said. I originally did not like Nesta. I hated her. I thought she was the worst human being in the world. But now that I've read A Court of Silver Flames... Which I kept telling her, once you read Silver Flames, it'll all change. Oh, yeah, and you were correct. I love Nesta now. Like, I'm like... Yes, my queen. <laughs> Let's go. She's and so funny. That she is very funny and she's very quippy and I just love her bicker with Reese. <laughs> Especially after you watch Kaven's TikToks, you just oh, yeah. appreciate it more. It it's I will so good. Send you back to the college, <laughs> the mortal lands. <laughs> um, <sighs> but I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just started thinking about that TikTok. <laughs> it's so funny um thank you pixie for your input um i think what also really made me grow to love nesta is just to watch her grow from being this very like rageful bitter selfish grieving person to watch her blossom into this butt-kicking warrior it's really really such a great character journey to follow and I applaud SJM for for making me love a character that I originally hated. So, props to you. I would definitely say Nesta's in my top five Sarah J. Moss characters. Oh, yeah. 100%. I love her. Oh, yeah. Also, the scenes in that kind of relate back to Queen of Shadows a little bit. Like, Rowan banging his knee on the table, I feel like is equivalent to... It's a book. A, a, about a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and the whole gold nightgown <laughs> um these poor mailmen i know these poor females i pray Cut for them at, through their paces i pray for asriel <laughs> i pray for him too i pray he picks the right woman we're not but getting in, we're not getting into that conversation i ain't playing we'll get into that conversation off episode all right next category we're going with best couple this was very hard for me i changed my answer did you really? Yeah. I was tied between two different couples before we recorded this, and I've changed it to a completely other couple that was not in the running, but I was going through my books that I read this year, and I thought, what the heck am I doing? Why didn't I pick these two? And that is Daisy Jones and Billy Dunn from Daisy Jones and the Six, because if those two aren't star-crossed lovers, I don't know what else is. Listen, reading that book and watching that show was torture, knowing how it ends, but Thank you to the people over at Amazon Prime for giving us the ending we deserved in the book. So, shout out. Um, they, she is literally, if you listen to, if you read Daisy Jones of the Six or watch the show, they're very close. Um, after you've read slash watched, go listen to You're On Your Own Kid by Taylor Swift. Those lyrics are Daisy Jones, like literally to a T. And I just feel like they're so perfect for each other. 
yes, when they were having their thing. She just knocked over my trees. Pixie. Ma'am. We'll pick it up later. Um, when they were going through their little tryst, um, you know, it was not healthy for either of them, but they did with they did what they could with what they had. But I think that they are the definition of star-crossed lovers, and I love them so much. And they are by far the most tension-filled, like hair-pulling, stressful couple that I have read this year. They're the only couple that I've read that I'm like, if these two don't end up together, I'm gonna rage. So, yeah. Yes. So, I think I changed my best couple again. This has been very hard for me. Um, and I'm going to go with Jameson and Avery from the Inheritance Game series. Because I read the final game in January. Um, what can I say about these two? <laughs> Oy. They're everything. The, the tension between them in, like, the first book. They are Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, they really are. Solving puzzles. They are Sherlock and Watson. <laughs> they really are. Oh my gosh. Like, it was very hard. Like, I knew from the very beginning, because there was a lot of back and forth between, like, is it going to be Grayson or is it going to be Jameson? I was like, boy, I'm Jameson all the way. He's calling her heiress. He's flirting with her. We love him when they give a nickname. Yes. So... Yeah, them just, I think their dynamic works really well, and they they bounce off of each other, because you'll look half the time, and they're bouncing off clues to each other, and trying to figure stuff out, and I'm like, see, this is the relationship that I want. Okay. So, yeah, I gotta go with those two. Alright, the next one we have is books that we read in one day. Um, My pick for this was the next chapter by Jana Kramer. To be fair, I listened to it, but I listened to that sucker in one day. I did not plan to, but I just polished it off because it was that good. If you're a fan of Jana, if you watched her on One Tree Hill, or you've seen her in a Hallmark movie, or you like her music, or all the above, like me, you need to go listen to this book slash read it. It's fantastic. She talks about her journey after divorce and like finding herself and healing, and it's not like... Obviously, I've not been married. I'm not in a relationship, but I still loved the book. Like, it's not something you have to read if you're coming out of a relationship. Like, you can read it as a single person and still get just as much out of it. Because it's not just about healing from a relationship. It's about healing in general from a stressful event, from anything traumatizing, from anything you're needing to grow and relearn yourself again. This is a fantastic book. I put it away in one day easily. Yes. So, my pick for a book that I read in one day is The Six Olympians by Maria Alarcon. Now, granted, this book is not very huge. It's very tiny. But when I tell you I busted this sucker out in one day, I did. I was so hooked from the get-go. The writing, the way it was written also really contributed to that. Because not only was the plot really good, but the writing and how she like just hooked you in. And the pacing was really good. So I would give credit to that's how I finished it so quickly. Because I could not stop. I could not put it down. I said, I literally looked at my parents and said, hey, I'm starting this today. And I literally come back out at night and I'm like, 
so I finished this <laughs> in one day. So yeah, it was very good. If you're a Greek mythology loving person, definitely go pick this book up. The second book is out now and I have it and I cannot wait to start reading it. All right. So next category, <laughs> it's probably mm. one of my favorite, another one where we have the same answer is book that took me forever to read. You want to say it on three? Sure. One, two, three. Prior to the, the Orange Tree, Tree by Samantha Shannon. Yes. I didn't know if you were going to say the author too. I was like, quit. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, I, mm-mm. this was one of those months that like I only read the one book and this was the book that I read. And It's fair, one book that I didn't finish divided it. Divided into two. I you didn't sk- technically read the whole thing. You I skimmed, skimmed it. that sucker because it had too much going on. I could not keep up. You've got too many POVs with characters that don't interact with each other until like the very end. And that was just too much for me to keep a hold on. I was getting characters confused with each other constantly. Like halfway through the book, still didn't know who was who. I knew who Ede was. That was as far as I got. And it was just very confusing. It was too much for me. It should have been split into two books. I know that people have said, like, if you read the prequel, then you need to go back and read the new this one. And it'll all make more sense. But honestly, I don't have enough interest to even read the prequel. So, I am giving up on this little journey that they're having. Um, y'all can go on without me. I, I did not like this book. And it took me forever. It took me a whole month to barely read it. <laughs> so, I actually read the whole behemoth of a book. Um, it's about as heavy as my Bible. <laughs> it's that large. Tells you anything. Um... Yeah, this book took me a whole month to read, probably even a month and a half, but I read the whole sucker. I powered through it, and I think it would have, well, number one, it would have been okay if, one, it was split into two books. You should have taken the book, put it, and cut it in half, and also, I think another reason why it got so confusing is because not only were there multiple points of view, but there were multiple plot lines going on at the same time. And they were all, like, trying to interweave and stuff. And it really wasn't easy to follow. Now, this is technically mark. I think Prior to the Orange Tree is technically marketed as epic fantasy or high fantasy or whatever. But you can still make high fantasy books make sense. Game of Thrones is the easiest thing I've ever followed in my entire life, and that is epic high fantasy. Oh, yeah. That was too difficult to follow. Yeah. Well, because with Game of Thrones, they did it the right way where they started out all together and then went their separate ways. So you at least knew who the characters were, whereas this thing, they're all separated and they're having their own plots and you're like, I am so confused. Some of them are like on opposite sides of the world. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't give... It didn't give time for you to adjust and get to know the characters. Yeah. Because then I was confused as to who had found the dude on the beach. I know. That was so confusing. I couldn't figure out which character, which female character that was. I never did figure out if that was Ede or the other lady that rode the dragons. I think it was. Never did figure that one out. It was the one. And then one... did he die? I don't, I didn't quite. It was the one. I never grasped. Okay, the one who found him was the one who rode the dragons. It so was grasping at straws. Her name starts with a T. See, I can't even remember. Okay. That was droid entering my soul. Okay. 
Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, it left me, and it was kind of disappointing because this book was all over book talk, and people said it was so good, and it kind of broke my trust with book talk a little bit. My trust got broken after The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. <laughs> yeah. Though, uh, well, technically, mine got, it, it technically got broken after Light Lark, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> uh... Yeah. She ran like she had something to run from. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she knows she, she knows it's being made into a movie by the producers of Twilight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not reading the second one. Oh, no. I'm not either. Anyways. Uh, Alright. Moving on to next category is book that made me believe in love. I've never picked a book faster in my life. It had to be a Bridgerton book, ladies and gentlemen. And it was going to be no other Bridgerton book. Than an offer from a gentleman. And these books are by Julia Quinn, in case you don't know. This is the book about Benedict. Uh, the love of my life. And they released pictures of the new season yesterday. And I know that we're supposed to be focused on Penelope and Colin. And yes, Colin looks like a handsome, you know, beautiful, gorgeous mr darcy in pirate form um but i couldn't help but notice my man in the background of one of the photos mr benedict bridgerton because he'd be looking good and he did have a slight glow up and so i'm hoping that means his season is next but i cannot express my love for this book enough and i'm ready for his season because it's literally a cinderella trope they dance together at a masquerade ball. He doesn't know who she is. She knows who he is. And then she has to leave. And because she is the stepdaughter of an evil stepmother with evil stepsisters, essentially. And she has to leave. And then it's like he goes looking for her. But then it's like two or three years later when they finally meet again. She knows who he is, but he doesn't know that she's the girl he's been looking for. And it's this whole thing. And it's beautiful. <laughs> the tension. <laughs> I love it. It's wonderful. All right. I could go on and on. So my pick is For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. And the reason I picked this <laughs> is because... Of multiple different things. First of all, I'm all for love at first sight on some occasions. But I also really like when the two characters actually take the time to get to know each other. Why are you staring a hole through me? My cat has been trying to suck my soul away. Um, but anyways... I love that they took the time to become f allies, then they become friends, and then they become lovers. <laughs> and I really love it. And there's also the concept of a fake marriage. <laughs> oh, lovely. So. I love anything with a fake relationship. Shout out to the love hypothesis. Yes. There's the concept of marriage thrown around in this book. And I'm like, oh, just take me now. And the concept of I would burn the world for you. Amen. Ha. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. This book had me kicking my feet in the air like, yes. <laughs> All right. After that, 
little spiel. Our next category is going to be book that made me fall in love with reading. This will come of no surprise, but I picked The Hollow Boy by Jonathan Stroud. This is the third book in the Lockwood and Company series. And I specifically picked this book in the series because with the first two books, that is the first season of the show. So I already knew what was going to happen. So the third book was like my first genuine, like I have no idea what's going on. And it really hooked me on the series. And it's made it one of my favorite series of all time. Like truly. Um... And this is the book series, when I picked up The Hollow Boy, that's when I really started just like flying through books. These past like three months, I have been racking up the books each month. I think I'm going to have like 12 on our wrap up this month. Holy cow. Like it's really sparked a love for reading for me and because they've just been genuinely good and you know me. If I'm reading a series, I'm not going to read the books back to back. I'm just not Mm -mm. because I like to put a buffer in. I finished this last book in the Lockwood and Company series and immediately picked up this the last book in the series. Oh, yeah. I will not be reading anything in between like I have to. And I don't do that. I did not do that with any of the Sarah J. Moss books either. So I just think that means something. But they've been so good. And I just can't like... I can't fathom the fact that they're in the kids section at Barnes and Noble because they are really good. <laughs> and parts of it are a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. And I'm kind of like, why was this in the kids section? <laughs> there has been some little boy ghosts that I don't, I don't mess with. I don't, I don't vibe. Hallie did show up at my house one night <laughs> while I was reading a particularly scary scene. And I, well, to be fair, I died a little inside. I texted when she knocked you on the door. that I was coming, and I didn't see it, and you didn't respond. So I went to the back porch, and I knocked on the door. And boy, I tell you, when she shot up off that couch and looked at me, I started laughing my butt off. It was right in the midst of a child ghost, and I, I, I peed a little. I'm not gonna lie, it, I, I, it was not well. Um, it was not well with my soul. But it's been a great series, and that. The third book officially sparked that for me. Because like I said, the first two, I knew it was going to happen. But um, yeah, it's made it. It's probably my top five favorite series of all time. Oh, yeah. So my pick is going to be An Air Comes to Rise by Chloe C. Pignoranda. Now, I think I've said this on the podcast before when I reviewed this book. When... At this point in time, I was still suffering from the Throne of Glass hangover. And I've been looking for a new fantasy series to long-term to, like, reignite that passion. And I've heard about this book before. I followed the author on TikTok. And I read the back of it. I was like, this sounds pretty good. So I picked it up and, boy, I flew through it. I think I read, like, when I first picked it up. I read 10 chapters in one day, and that usually never happens. So, I flew through the first book. I flew through the second book. And I just... It has definite. It gives me the Throne of Glass vibes that I'm looking for. And it's just... It's just a really good series made by an indie author. And I'm really excited for the next book in that series to come out. Um... I've not read book three yet, but um, she's got other books out that I'm looking at. I really want to read The Stars Are Dying, 
And she's got a contemporary romance coming out soon that I'm thinking of picking up. But, yes, I really, really loved this series. I love the characters. And I don't think I've ever flown through a series more than these. Like, I am just absolutely hooked. And it also... I think this book also kind of got me out of a reading slump, too. So, that helps. Alright. Next category is... Book that made me wish I couldn't read. And I was actually kind of surprised by your answer. Because I thought it was going to be something else. Well, you thought it was going to be Haunting Anaheim. But by maybe wish I couldn't read, like, a genuinely made me wish I could dig my eyes out. And Haunting Anaheim doesn't even come close because the rest of the book was good. It was just one scene that I didn't vibe. Okay. But the book itself was good. I picked Devious Obsession by S. Massery. And... Alyssa has read this book too, and I think she would agree with me that this made me genuinely wish I was illiterate and could not read a a single thing in my life. Because, first of all, it was copy and paste of the first book. So, this is in a hockey romance series, so each book is about a different guy on the hockey team. And Mm -hmm. they're all dark romance. And the first book was so good. Five out of five. Loved it. It was amazing. Devious Obsession is the second one, and it was literally a copy and paste storyline of the first book, but the red flag version. Okay. The moment he drugged her and tattooed his name on her pelvis. Ow! And put a tracking device under her skin while she was unconscious was the moment I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. I did not vibe, and it didn't just say his name. It said property of steel. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Bye, see you later. And also, why are we drugging her after we're already dating her? Who knows? (laughs) It was just very odd. I didn't vibe. He was extremely covered in red flags, and I could not fathom why she stayed with him. Like... With Haunting Adeline, there was at least moments where you're like, okay, he's kind of sweet. Now, given it did have moments where I'm like, hmm, that's not attractive. That's not romantic. Hello. But it had moments of like, oh, that's what a sweet little moment. This didn't have that. (laughs) There was never a recovery point for this. I never recovered. (laughs) Okay. It was not well with my soul. So for mine, um... If I had, if I got into dark romance, I would probably put one, but I'm not a dark romance reader, so I went with almost the closest thing, <laughs> and that is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Um, I thought you liked Verity. I did like Verity, but there were certain moments where I wished I was illiterate. Um, lots of moments where I was very uncomfortable with things that were happening, things that had to do with um, killing children. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> And another reason... But you survived the Hunger Games. <laughs> That's 23 every year. It's true. Um, but I I enjoyed the Hunger Games, not because of the killing children, but for because of Katniss and PETA. <laughs> Amen. Um, Verity, there was no sign of enjoyment at all. <laughs> it was an emotional rollercoaster. And to make it even worse is that 
I kind of wish I didn't read this book because this book made me very confused. Did you realize that the cover? Yes, you've told me this. <sighs> that was traumatizing. And I really wish you hadn't told me that. Um, For those of you who have read it and don't know what I'm talking about, the cover is the yellow net. Now you're traumatized. I told Car, I told Nail Tech Carly about that, and she goes, "Oh, okay, <laughs> great." <laughs> so, yeah. And there's also the fact that I have a love hate relationship with Colleen Hoover. So, I uh, yeah, I either love her books or hate them. There's no in between. So, fun fact: Carly was asking me what if I had read It Ends with Us, and I told her yes. And I still haven't read it. it starts with us. I haven't, but I haven't. I know, me neither. But Carly said, my sister, she's got a friend that's reading Colleen Hoover books or getting into them. And she said, I said, well, what she read? And she said, well, Carly said, well, she started out with Barity. I said, oh, <laughs> she started off with a bang, didn't she? But, yeah. I, I wish she would write more books like Barity. Mm-hmm. I think Layla <clears throat> is supposed to be like Verity, so I kind of want to read it. Um, but she she's read it ends with us, and I think she wants to read. She asked me if I had Ugly Love, and I told her no. So that one, huh? That's probably my favorite Colin Hoover book. I love that book. Yeah, Carly that, said she. Carly said she. Disheveled. I think she said she wants to read it ends with us. I was like, oh, good luck. <laughs> Ugly Love had me all levels of racked. Yes, so that is my choice. And last but not least, we, we have have a um, book that surprised me. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point, but Lockwood and Company by Jonathan Stroud. Like I said, it surprised me because it was in the kids section. And honestly, the only reason I was reading this series was because I wanted to know what was behind the dang door because the TV show got canceled. And so I was like, well, now I have to read the book so I can know what's going to happen, what's supposed to happen. Um, And so that's the only reason I bought these books. And again, they came from the kids section. I wasn't expecting much out of them. And I, like I said, it's in my top five series of all time. So they really like took me by surprise. Yes. So mine is going to be another repeat. And that is For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. So I thought this was good. So how I got this book is mom put it in my hand. Mom pointed it out. She goes, that's really pretty. Mom likes to look at the pretty covers and tells me I should pick them up because the covers are pretty. Taught her well. <laughs> um, so I picked it up and I, I said, reading the synopsis and I was like, oh, well, this is probably just going to be like a cheesy Red Riding Hood retelling. No, that wasn't the case. <laughs> in fact, it was more of um, if a Red Riding Hood retelling and Beauty and the Beast retelling had a child. So, that's what this book is. And I was so, I was really surprised by, like, the world building and the magic system was really, really cool. The characters are really, really cool. And it was just a book that really surprised me, and especially the ending. So, I'm definitely going to be picking up the second book, and I have it. So, I will probably try to devour that sucker soon. Um... But yeah, I would say this is probably in my top three books that surprised me this year. So. All right. Well, that is all that we had on the book tag. Um, but if you want, be sure to let us know your answers to those down below if you have differing opinions than us. Um, 
But we are going to be playing another game this week. And this one is a play off of the game that we did last week. And this one's going to be our character brackets. So last year, or last week we did a... Last year. It's, it's almost, I can almost say that. Um, one more week and I can say that. Um, last week we did um, book bracket. We picked random books and pitted them against each other. And this week we are doing characters. So I'll give you the list of our characters. Um, we have Dorian Havilliard. Zayden Ryerson, Hamish Abernathy, Gwyneth Berdara, Hermione Granger, Four, Kaz Brecker, Finnick O'Dare, Violet Sorengale, Renata Orion, Jace Wayland, and Jameson Hawthorne. So, um, we're going to do this the same as we did last time. Uh, so, I'm going to go through the back bracket, mm-hmm. and you'll give me your answers, and then we'll... We'll just, we'll explain and then we'll swap it back up. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me. <laughs> I thought I had it saved, but I did not. Okay. So our first choice is between four and Finnick. Who's going first? Me. You. Uh, Finnick. Okay, Finnick or Jace. Finnick. <laughs> okay, so Finnick. Um, Gwen or Dorian. Gwen. Dorian or Haymitch? Dorian. Dorian or Gwen? <laughs> I went with Gwen. Gwen or Finnick? Finnick. <laughs> okay. Now, would you like to explain your answer choices? Okay. So, in go- regards to the first two, Finnick versus Four and Finnick versus Jace, the reason I chose Finnick is if you may or may not know, Finnick is the love of my life. And Sam Claflin, who plays him in Catching Fire, doesn't make it any... Doesn't make it any... Better. (laughs) Very gorgeous, man. It was very funny, though, because we were watching Catching Fire yesterday, like I said. And anytime I come on screen, I did did you anytime PETA's on screen. (sighs) Yes. Look at him. (laughs) He's a pretty boy. Um, R.I.P. But yeah, he's one of my favorite. It's funny, though. Finnick is one of my favorite characters, but he probably has one of the worst backstories ever. R.I.P. His backstory is so sad. And... Alright, so Gwen versus Dorian. This was very hard because I love both of these characters, but Gwen just holds a very special place in my heart. She is so funny. And the fact that she well, Dorian also likes to read. <laughs> what am I <laughs> Exactly. They're both bookworms. And so I just love Gwen. Dorian versus Haymitch. You gotta go with Dorian. Dorian knows how to turn up the charm. And he's also has shadow abilities. So once again, shadow ability. I have a type. Um, now in terms of Gwen versus Dorian, again, you're like, this is very hard. Because I love both of these characters. But in terms, I was going off of like first instinct of like who I think of, like I did with the book bracket. And first person in mind was Gwen. So there's that. All right. Gwen or Finnick? Explain that. Okay. And in terms of Finnick versus Gwen, again, I'm very biased when it comes to Finnick. <laughs> we love Finnick okay. in this household. I have a feeling this next next one gave you a hard time. Yes. All right. Next. Okay. Let me preface this also. If you don't already know, like, I used a random number generator to generate the bracket. Yes. Just saying that. Okay. Just so, to be fair. 
So, Kaz or Jameson? <laughs> when I made that, I was like, oh, Hallie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go with Kaz. Mm-hmm. Jameson or Renata? Renata? <laughs> Hermione or Zayden? Hermione. Zayden or Violet? <laughs> um, that one's hard. Like, yeah, it's what? Like a couple. You're pitting them against each other. Uh, I'm gonna what go a with place for that to fall in the bracket. Violet. Okay. Violet or Hermione? Violet, please don't kill me. <laughs> um, did we do Kaz or Renata? Uh, I'm gonna go with Kaz. Okay, Kaz or Hermione? Sorry, wait. Who'd Kaz you pick? versus Violet. Violet. Sorry. Uh, I'm going with Kaz. Alright, explain your choices and then we'll give the final. Okay, so Kaz versus Jameson. <laughs> this was... I really drew the short-ended stick. Um, this was very hard because I love both of these characters, but... <sighs> I love Kaz. And the Shadow and Bone TV show has a lot to do with that, so... Oh, Freddy. Uh, like... They pulled him straight out of the book. He looks great. He's so funny. Uh, Jameson versus Renata. Again, this was also a very hard choice. But what are you doing, Pixie? She doesn't know. <laughs> um, I went with Renata because we love a female who gets stuff done, take kicks butt, takes names. Um, we we support feminine rage. In this house. And then, in terms of Kaz versus Renata, uh, Kaz wins! <laughs> because we, I lo- we love Mr. Dirty Mr. Hands. Mr. Grumpy. Mr. Grumpy. What is it that Nina calls him in the show? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hat, hat guy? I can't remember. Um, now, Hermione versus Zayden. We gotta go with Hermione. Because let's be real, Hermione's probably the best character in Harry Potter because without her, Harry and Ron wouldn't have lived. <laughs> I agree with the second part. She's not my favorite character in the whole series, but she is one of the best. Yes. Without without ugh. without her, Harry and Ron probably would have died. <laughs> Mostly Ginny Weasley rolls all but yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Um Zayden versus Violet. I don't know this random number generator was sick and twisted no like what <laughs> because the heck? you're taking a couple and you're pitting them against each other send well never mind <laughs> um <laughs> well foreshadowing maybe i don't know but i had to go with my girl violet i love her especially in like especially in the first book like she does not give a crap <laughs> over anything uh, Hermione versus Violet. I went with Violet. Because, honestly, I kind of want to, like, those two would kind of work together in a certain sense. In terms of power status. They're both pretty smart. Yes. They're, They're both bo- book smart. Yes, they are both book smart. So I think they would get along very well. Um, and Kaz versus Violet. This was very hard for me to pick. Because... But, once again, I went with Instinct, and I went with Kaz. Because, once again, when I was thinking of that, I thought of the scene with him and Pekka Rollins in the TV show. And I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go with Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, final. K- 
Kaz or Finnick? <laughs> Drum roll. Um, Finnick. Oh, interesting. Why did you think I was going to pick Kaz? Yes. <laughs> well, I love to surprise you. Dirty hands. Yes. Um, again, my love, it's like your love for PETA runs deep. My love for Finnick runs very deep. So. Oh, PETA. I love, we love PETA. Bless him. All right. All right. So, let me pull up the bracket. Um, I don't have a Dr. Pepper to spill this in. No, I, I didn't go back and listen to that part. I, I left it in. All right. Because like I told you, to, I told you to leave it in. Like so, all right, four versus Finnick. Finnick. Okay. Finnick versus Jace. Finnick. Okay. That was a very hard one for so, me to do. I know. I was like, oh, okay, you're Jace. putting you're putting two flirty men against each other. But Jace used to be a comfort character for me, so that one was very hard. Okay. All right. So obviously Finnick wins that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen versus Dorian. I picked Dorian. I figured because he's the love of my life, and I can discuss books with him. Okay, Dorian versus Hamish. I did pick Hamish. Because <laughs> he's unhinged and I love him. Yes, he is. Okay, so... So then Dorian versus Hamish so, again, so then Hamish again. Oh, so, interesting. I thought you would have picked Dorian. No, I said... You said Dorian versus Hamish. I said Hamish. Okay. Because I loved him. All right. He's so unhinged. Okay. <laughs> he's funny. Okay, so then Hamish versus... Dorian again. Yes. And I pick Hamish again. Okay. That's what I was asking. <laughs> okay. So then Hamish... Well, it's the same selection process again, so... Alright, so then Hamish versus Finnick. I did pick Finnick. <laughs> As you should! Alright, explain explain your reasoning. So, um, four versus Finnick. I was never really attached to four. I just threw that character in there. So Finnick. Um, Finnick versus Jace. That one was actually pretty hard, because Jace used to be a super comfort character for me. And he is very funny there is the whole sequence where he's on about you know i i i date myself and then um clary says well that must get boring for you and he says no i turn myself down occasionally just to keep it interesting and that's pretty much sums up jace wayland and i love him so much well you know wayland harrendale lightwood whatever you want to call him whatever one of Um, the three last names he has Oh no. For not being the main character, Homeboy was really questioning his family status a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but I did pick Finnick because Finnick has they're both very charming and they're both very sarcastic, but I feel like I gotta you know, Finnick I owe a lot to that man. He saved Peter's life several times. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, and then Finnick versus Finnick. <laughs> Obviously, I did pick Finnick. <laughs> um, with Gwen versus Dorian, again, he's the love of my life, and we could discuss books together, and he's got the shadow abilities, and he's a prince. <laughs> I guess a king now. I don't know. Um, Dorian versus Haymitch. I did go with Haymitch. This was hard for me to pick. But I did pick Hamish just because... Charming versus unhinged. I love him so much. He's so unhinged. And he's he's, so funny. He's honestly, like, he's one of those characters that takes you by surprise because you just wouldn't expect him to be as, like, selfless as he is. 
mm-hmm. and just the way he takes care of Katniss and Peeta, like a father figure. I just I treasure him. Um, and so then that goes back down to Dorian Haymitch again. So Haymitch again. Um, with Haymitch versus Finnick, I did just kind of go with like charm and charisma over drunk unhinged, just unhinged. So I did pick Finnick. Okay. All right. Kaz versus Jameson. Jameson. Okay, interesting. Jameson versus Renata. Renata. Okay, so then Jameson versus, well, Renata wins. Yeah. Okay, so then Hermione versus Zayden. Hermione. Zayden versus Violet. Violet. Okay, so then... Okay, so Renata got shoved through. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Renata got shoved through all the way. So then it's Hermione versus Violet. Hermione. Okay, so then... Renata versus Hermione. Hermione. Okay. So then. All right. All right. So I picked Jameson because he just had like the charisma and the sarcasm and he was just really smart. And I feel like, oh God. And I feel like Kaz, he's too much of a closed book. That's true gonna need him to open up a little bit more plus you know he might also be slightly unhinged himself so just a I little just, bit you know plus jameson could take me to london on a whim on a weekend that's true <laughs> because he's rich and that's just best um jameson versus renata i did pick renata just because again like we love some female rage she had a lot of character growth the girl went through it she came out on top and so then Jameson versus Renata again decreases to Renata. Um, with Hermione versus Zayden, honestly, Hermione, like, girl, she's thriving. She is the reason that Harry and Ron lived as long as they did. They wouldn't have made it past book one <laughs> without the girl. Um, Zayden versus Violet, this was hard for me because, like, again, we're pitting them against each other, but... I did pick Violet just because, like, for a character that pretty much has a disability, for her to have, like, made it as far a as she rot- did. A rotten disability. For her to have made it as far as she did, and, like, she uses her, what she knows to her advantage. She's not, oh, yeah. she's not trying to be anybody she knows she can't be. Um, so, I gave her props for that. Um, with Hermione versus Violet, I mean, there's a reason they call Hermione the brightest witch of her age. Homegirl's killing it, so I did pick Hermione. Alright, so final showdown. Hermione versus Finnick. Hermione. Okay. (laughs) She's kicking butt, and I love her, and she's precious, and I picked the little picture of her brewing the potion. Bless Because she literally, like, girl was doing the most i love her so much honestly and she's gonna kick everybody on that bracket's butt because she knows all the spells not just the same three that harry seems to only know where's the same blue t-shirt oh bless him he doesn't have a lot of clothes so i can't blame him for that one he only gets dudley's hand-me-downs anyways um yeah i picked her money Alrighty. All right, that was our game for this week. Um, but be sure to tune in next week for our December wrap-ups, and that'll be our last episode of Concerning 2023. This is our last episode of 2023. It's crazy. But that'll be our last episode Concerning 2023. And 
this next week's episode will mark a full year. That's crazy. Hallie and I have been doing this podcast for a full year. Um, and thank you so much to everybody who listens. I know we don't have a lot of following. We're trying to grow that. But thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to all the guests we've had on this year. It's been amazing. We've had fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and even if we don't have a lot of followers, honestly, this was an idea that spawned out of, we have these conversations anyways, might as well record them. Yes. Because um, obviously Hallie and I love books and we love to discuss books. So it was kind of like, why not put a mic in front of us while we do it? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's been fun. I It's helped us connect with a lot of people. Um guests that we've had on the podcast that like i'm friends with i've learned more about through the podcast Mm -hmm. and just like even having her parents on and her sister on like learning why they don't like to read learning stuff like that like that's been interesting for me as well and stuff that i wouldn't know otherwise so yeah i think we've we've had a lot of fun this year and we really appreciate everyone who listens um would you like to have any last words of 2023 yeah, so I would, again, this sparked from an idea that we just had from, like, a conversation in a car. Literally. We were driving home from church, so it was sparked out of just an idea of just a passion that we have, and I think that's what makes it all the more special is because it comes from something that we both love, and she's right. We've met so many amazing people. We've learned so much stuff. Whether it's about what it's like being a bookstagrammer or what it's like being an indie author. Like, we've learned so much and got, and I've gotten to know so many really cool people. So, I would say this has been, I don't re- have any regrets about doing this at all. No. And it's definitely something we're going to keep doing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Even if we have nobody listening to us, <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. Yes. Um, yeah thank you guys for whoever listens um and follows and we hope to grow over next year and we are gonna try to be more active on our social media i promise (laughs) we kind of suck at it right now but we're we're branching we've got some reels recorded and stuff like that um but speaking of go and follow us on our social medias if you don't already um and then follow us on our personal socials which are also linked below um i've officially hit over 1k on my bookstagram so that's exciting so here's the next one the next 1k um well yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week for our december wrap-ups thanks for listening Bye. bye